This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Hey, this is Megan and Stacy with another one of our new fun size episodes of Didn't I Just Feed You? In these episodes, we'll take 10 to 15 minutes to dig into a topic. I'll jump in and we'll jump out. And of course, we'll continue the conversation in our listeners group on Facebook. We're planning to have one a month. Sometimes it'll be both of us and sometimes it'll just be one of us. And we may even have an expert guest from time to time. And this one, it's so weird to call it a fun size episode because it's it's not really a fun topic. Although in Didn't I Just Feed You Fashion, we'll try to keep it light. We want to talk about what to do when there's an emergency or how to stock your kitchen for an emergency. Kitchen slash home. Yeah. So guys, actually, I'm going to just quickly jump in and say, if you listen to us with kids your call. This might be a good time to hit the pause button and listen to one of our other episodes. We have a whole bunch on cooking with kids. That's really fun with lots of ideas for projects that you may need if your kids are (laughs) stuck at home. Or go check out Wow in the World or our friends at America's Test Kitchen Kids have a new podcast about mystery recipes. Yeah, it's so fun. But today... We're going to be talking about the fact that everybody is very concerned, understandably, about coronavirus spreading. So I live in New York City, and I know even in Boise, right, New York City, we just, who knows by the time that this airs, because it's spreading so rapidly. But we recently found out that there were the first cases in Long Island, which is basically a suburb of New York City. So schools are starting to send out emails with an emergency plan. Same in Boise, Megan? Yeah, we just got our emails this week, just a rundown of what to expect if and when there are confirmed cases in Idaho or in Boise in particular. Right now, our primary concern is confirmed cases in California. 
Yeah. So, you know, we're not trying to like jump on the ah freak out bandwagon, but it does seem like the best way to keep this from spreading while they're working on a vaccine is containment, which means, you know, that if you feel sick even a little bit, just stay home. I know that a lot of workplaces already have in place, if you're traveling for work, you have a mandatory 14-day telecommute from home after your trip. You know, we're just trying to keep this from spreading. So if you find yourself in that position for any reason at all, you're going to want to make sure that you have enough food to eat. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, I get sweaty thinking about being at home with my whole family for a long time and like not having enough food. <laughs> yes. But on the very practical side, like, isn't this also talking about like how to prep your kitchen, your home for cold and flu season too? It's less, of, it's like not just about for an emergency or a pandemic, it's like, you know, if the flu is going around, your regular flu is going around and you might have to be at home, what are you like, what are you stocking up on? Totally. Although I will say some things on my list are really about an emergency, just like thinking ahead to like, what if there has to, you know, the government has to hit the pause button for a week or two on like, you know, products coming in. Yes. And like your supermarket doesn't have everything you need or like people do start to freak out and get concerned. And then like, you know, the supermarkets are ravaged. So there are some things on my list that I would say are very emergency-ish, but I like that you're thinking about like in general. Yeah. Ditto. One in the same. I want to ask you a very personal question. Oh boy. Here we go. Do you have an emergency kit at home? I don't. I don't. Isn't that funny? I live in New York City. <laughs> it's I don't. I'm aye, laughing. Yeah. Is, <laughs> Is that um, your uncomfortable laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I don't know. We only have one because my brother, my younger brother, made one for us, and so it's just like packed and ready in our garage. But I was watching Busy Phillips' Instagram stories, and she said she got her emergency kit at Costco. Oh, that's a so, great idea. Plug to Costco. All Apparently right. That's something you know that I'll be sell. doing this weekend. Um, we do always have a stock of batteries. We have a ton of flashlights. I tend to keep the pantry like pretty stocked in general, not like what we're going to talk about today. But yeah, it's it's good to have an emergency plan. And yeah. we, we do, we have talked to our kids about like logistics, but there's probably a place in my house where I should like make sure that I have like blankets, like all the flashlights, you know, where it's really easy. Yeah. A kind of grab and go kit. Let's say you have to go down to your like basement apartment and hang out for a couple days. What to grab. Let's talk about food though. Yeah. Well, that's part of an emergency kit. Like the one that my brother packed for us has gallons of water, but also lots of canned food and a can opener. Yes. So smart. Don't forget to include the can opener. Yes. I actually read something too about, and you might just want to like do a quick Google search so you have how, you know, how to do it, like how to cook in a can itself in case you need to. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty like clever and interesting. So, what other foods? Well, I'm going to refer to this really great and we'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, This NPR story about like how to repair and the idea is like not just foods, but also medicines because you want to avoid having to go out for anything, right? Yeah. I also think it's a matter of um, a lot of our medicine comes from China. Yeah. And China's ground zero for this global coronavirus. And honestly, you know, like that's where a lot of manufacturing comes in. So having medicine 
stocked is also in case you won't be able to get it. Yes. And I've heard that the a one-month supply is pretty standard. Oh, that's brilliant. This doesn't even say that. And I love it. Um, they also suggest buying just like fever reducers for you and your kids too, in case someone does get sick, you don't have to go out and like potentially make other people sick. Although we were talking about this before we hopped on how kids are less susceptible to the coronavirus because they're already full of cold and flu. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So yeah. Yeah. That coronavirus and other, other mutations of it are causes of some of the common colds. So they've basically inoculated themselves <laughs> because those <laughs> coronavirus uh, mutations are already circulating in the kid population. Yes. So kids aren't typically getting sick, but that can also be hard. So that actually, like if mom and dad aren't feeling well, you know, really easy things that so you don't feel like you have to like get up and cook protein bars. Yeah. Bread in your freezer. Yes. Nut so butters. The like general recommendation for any kind of emergency and even with this virus spreading, people are like stock up on non-perishable foods. But you suggested, and I think this is really smart, thinking about fruits and vegetables that have a long shelf life too and stocking up on those. So things like, you know, like root cellar veggies. So beets, cabbage, uh, butternut squash, not pre-cut. Um, acorns, you know, any of the winter squashes. What else falls into that category? Onions, garlic, yeah. sweet potatoes. I think yeah, um, potatoes, apples and like some citrus fruit can have a long shelf life too. Yep, definitely. So keeping those on hand and just knowing that like those will give you a couple weeks of play so that you're also getting to like cook and eat and nourish yourself with some fresh foods as well. Yeah. And then if you have the space to do it, stocking up on freezer staples is really brilliant. I would suggest because it is a flu-like virus, stocking up on like broth. If you like to have like frozen bone broth, whether you make it or um, you buy cartoned broth, having that on hand, having vegetables in the freezer, and then also like easy kid meals in the freezer. Like this is the time to buy frozen pizza or buy frozen chicken nuggets in case you're sick and the kids aren't so that you can still feed them and keep everyone in the house. Totally. I also just bought a bunch of like meat. I don't normally keep meat in the freezer. Um, Because I just feel like it gets freezer burn and I don't use it in time. I forget because I'm a meal planner. So, you know, but I did just buy like some chicken cutlets, some frozen pizzas from Whole Foods, like like a package of steak, you know, skirt steak. And I just like kept it in the freezer just to have for the next few months. That's really smart. I know canned meat. Those are never two words you like to hear together. But... (laughs) I'm thinking like tuna and salmon, if those are your things, are really great to have on hand. Yes. I didn't even think about that. That's so smart. Oh, yeah. And if you don't like the can, now they come in those pouches. Right. I find that the pouches, though, the portion is a little skimpy, to be honest. So It is smaller, but the thing that people like about the packets is it's like a little less cooked in flavor. Yeah. I don't know. We did a whole like deep dive into this when I worked for Alton about like why the packets are a little bit better than the cans. But But I like that like wild, like uh, pole caught tuna. I'll put the brand in there. It's a little expensive, but it's delish. It comes in a can of nice hearty portion. I like Um, canned beans, soups, chilies. And I like, you know, if it 
grosses you out, like canned meat, like just get a vegetarian, you know, canned chili and ground meat is really easy to freeze. You can always bulk it up on your own with lentils or uh, defrosted ground meat. Also, just going to throw it out here, might be a time to try some like meat alternatives, like buy a bunch of lentils and we use lentils and quinoa often as like faux taco filling. Yes, totally. Oh, there's a great, I think it's a minimalist baker. I'll find the link vegetarian or vegan taco meat. It's basically crunchy quinoa. You cook it, you toss it with spices, you spread it out in a sheet pan and bake it. And it's so good. My kids love it in hard taco shells. And tortillas, taco shells, things like that are really great too, to make sure that you have. I can't believe we haven't mentioned yet just like having dry pasta on hand because worst case scenario, dry pasta and freezer veggies will get you through two weeks. I mean, my kids would be delighted to eat that for 14 days. (laughs) (laughs) Power bars, granola bars, um, trail mixes, all really good. You know, we're talking just about like how do you scrounge up dinner, but you also want to make sure that you have some nutrient dense foods that are easy to buy in bulk. Yeah. Also, I feel like buying, this is a very like camping thing, but like beef jerky because you can also like cook beef jerky. I mean, it's not going to be the most pleasurable texture, but if you're like in a real emergency and you want, need it, want to need that protein. Also like consider buying some camping foods where it's like freeze dried vegetables that you can just rehydrate at a minimum. Totally. I hate to say it, (laughs) but you know, the cartons of milk, like European style, like Parmalat, you know, just so that you have some milk that won't go bad. And if that's really gross for you, I mean, there are tons of options for plant-based milks that come like that. Right. Non-fat dry milk too, which you can rehydrate. I want to just make a plug. This is hardly emergency consideration, (laughs) but I recently mentioned um, in the episode on what is in our grocery carts, Oatly as my go-to oat milk. I have still really liked regular cow's milk in my coffee every morning. And I just picked up out of curiosity the Oatly Barista Blend because as much as I like Oatly, the regular Oatly in my milk still had like a plant-based flavor that I didn't mm-hmm. like. The Oatly Barista Blend was pretty like damn perfect to my for my morning coffee. Okay. Also, just like shout out because you're going to need it. Make sure you're stocked on coffee. This is the time to go go. to Costco and buy your beans or your pods in bulk. Absolutely. Because I can't imagine being home with my kids for several weeks without coffee. No. And guys, like lots of crackers, lots of snacks. Like this is not the time to like, you can be picky, like stick with the brands you love and you trust. But, you know, like bulk up. Like if the kids are home for a week... They're going to eat you out of house and home. And like, you know, those string cheeses, those like perishable things are going to go in a snack. And I would just I know this is like a little little bit of a leap for some people, but make sure you have like baking supplies stocked, like some flour and sugar and some sort of basics, because then you can like make pancakes if you're running out of sort of starchy foods. Or you could if you really have time off, like. And everyone feels okay, but maybe you're just like staying at home because it's spread spread around your town. Like you could make crackers in a pinch. Um, there's lots to do when you have your basic pantry well stocked. 
Which this is becoming a weird, a weird sort of pantry episode. <laughs> I know it is. It is. But it's like some things you wouldn't normally have. Like another thing that I read that I thought was pretty interesting is hard cheeses and also cheeses encased in wax. Oh, yeah. Because they'll stay um, longer. That's so brilliant. Yep. And then learn how to keep things like butter. There are some dairy items that you can keep at room temperature when stored properly. Yeah. So that's another thing to consider. Oils, of course. Oh, and you know, like like you were saying, like pancake mixes, like some things that maybe you've always made from scratch that you just want to like have quick and easy on hand. Yes. Cereals are a really good one. Yeah. Oats. I'm, I'm glad you yeah. mentioned Oatly because that would be a great thing to have. On, like, oh, you could make your own oat milk in a pinch, but also then just having it for oatmeal and um, granola to make throughout the week. Okay, I feel like we can't leave this episode without talking about cleaning supplies. Also, I know that that sounds so weird, but if someone does get sick, you don't want to have to be running out for laundry detergent or bleach or, I don't know, what are other cleaning staples, Stacey? Yeah, I mean, like I, from what I understand, you guys, I'm by no means an infectious disease expert. But I have heard that with the coronavirus, part of what's making it so contagious is that it can live on surfaces. So someone who has it or is a carrier doesn't know they have it yet, touches the surface and then leaves. And then you come in and you touch that surface, you touch your face. Eh, No good. So like, you know, even if you've never been a clean freak before, this might be the time to pick up that canister of Clorox wipes. Yes, here, here. And ahead of like any serious outbreak, Maybe like have a conversation with your partner and get a game plan together for like, what if your daycare center closes or what if the school closes and maybe you both still have work obligations? Um, What are you going to do in that instance? Let's make a plan. I'm going to say one more weird pantry item that I just thought of. Do it. Baby food. Oh, that's not a weird pantry. Obviously, if you have a baby. But like if you end up having to like move locations, I don't know, like it's a, you know, maybe even in the pouch, like, yeah, it's also just a shout out to canned vegetables, which I admittedly don't, I buy frozen vegetables a lot, but canned vegetables less often. But you recently mentioned like canned sweet potato for baking, but that'd be a great thing to have on hand for eating. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this gets into, like, territory that we're not really thinking about, like, what happens if the power goes out, too. But, you know, you might be listening during, you know, the dead of winter (laughs) 2021. And that is something to think about, too. Like, if your power goes out, frozen doesn't help you as much. So making sure that your pantry does have a couple of those backup things, you know, that shelf-stable Um, meals like we were talking about, gnocchi, pasta, rice, canned beans, canned veggies. I feel like that's all I can say without sending myself into some sort of panic. (laughs) Do not. And whatever you do, guys, don't don't panic. panic. This is more just about being prepared and honestly making sure that you get to eat well. you're home for that long where this is these are important considerations we can at least be like eating delicious food or at least like staying full this is not the zombie apocalypse we'll do that episode another time next year next year (laughs) coming at you 2022 what to eat in a zombie apocalypse unless your dinner really good (laughs) a really good title maybe that's a halloween episode okay 
I feel like our listeners are always a really good wealth of knowledge. And so we should take this conversation there and leave this as a mini episode. So find us as didn't I just feed you on Facebook, where you can also join our listeners group. The answer to the question you'll be asked when prompted is whiskey. Most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you listen. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. Thanks for listening. Bye.